You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, what is up, 49ers fans? Hopefully you guys are joining us because, listen here, (laughs) it has been a crazy three hours. It is currently 6.41 p.m. Pacific time. I sat down to record at (laughs) 2.30. We are several hours into this night. I am uh, several cervezas into the problems of technology. Hopefully, um, and you guys can let me know through the comment section, whether on Hot Mic or YouTube or wherever, that uh, we're figuring this out. You know, the new computer and all this stuff, trying to install everything just to get it up ready for the draft, which is Thursday. And what I wanted to do today, I wanted to jump on and just have a conversation. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, I script out several different pages and try to figure out, you know, uh, all kinds of different stuff. That's not what I want to do today. What I want to do today, we are, you know, uh, less than 48 hours away. Uh, again, it's 642, so uh, we'll be live at the draft at this point in two hours or two days. But I just wanted to talk draft. Uh, one, the NFL got a huge shakeup today with the Gronk news and all that kind of stuff coming back and then the trade, what happens with O.J. Howard and all those things. But, man, let's just talk some draft. And, you know, John Lynch kind of gave us a lot to talk about. We previewed some of that yesterday. But I wanted to be able to just get in and, man, let's let's just shoot back and forth. Let's figure out what's out there. Um, I got a couple trade scenarios I wouldn't mind going through. Uh, John Lynch gave his six players, or he said that there are six game changer and foundational players that he believes in that he would like to take at spot 13. I want to talk about that a little bit as well. Um, but as always, the best way to listen to this broadcast and to participate on this podcast is through the Hot Mic app. 
Um, make sure it's it's completely free. Uh, it's available to everybody that has any type of phone whatsoever. Um, make sure you use the promo code Rush ESF. So those questions will always get answered first. Um, you know, they supported us and we were kind of growing into a merging relationship with them and just love what they do. And their technology is far above everything else as far as platforms go. So uh, that's where we're going to be at. Uh, appreciate Tommy. Yeah, I'm with you, Tommy, uh, on Hot Mike. This draft cannot come any sooner. I 100% agree with that. Um, and this always happens. You know, we, we, we get so excited and we try to move forward and we try to figure things out. And then we get into this dead period, which is where we are now, the lame duck session of politics, uh, as it's called, where, man, we're just kind of waiting at this point. Uh, the Gronk news is kind of interesting, but we kind of know a couple things. You know, We know Joe Burrow is going number one. That seems to be a forthright conclusion. You know, it was asked, Adam Schefter on, a pod, on his podcast, um, he had Coach Taylor, the Bengals head coach, on there, and he asked him, uh, you know, what if somebody called and offered you, you know, just an insane haul? You know, you think back to the Ricky Williams deal where <laughs> they traded every single pick uh, <laughs> away. You, you know, um, you're talking about the New Orleans Saints traded one through seven, the entire pick for Ricky Williams, and they took him first overall. And then you think about the Achilles Smith deal, right? So it, it, this is not the first time that a team from Ohio has been in that position where they have the number one pick overall. They got offered the exact same draft haul that the uh, Saints gave up, and they turned it down for Achilles Smith. And so, you know, Coach Taylor, the, the verbiage that he used was, you know, we have a player and we have a plan in place. He didn't say Joe Burrow's name, but everybody knows that's what it is. To where, you know what, we have been getting a lot of calls, and that just refortifies how great of a player that is if other teams are willing to give up that much to get up there. So we're pretty happy with where he is. So Joe Burrow's going to go number one. Um, th there's no doubt about that. Now, um, if you guys got some prospects that you want to throw out and we can talk about, uh, we'll jump through some of those and just kind of do they fit, do they not fit, things like that. So, again, this is your podcast, as always. But I wanted today just to be, or I guess tonight now, it was supposed to be today. Good Lord. It's been a, it's been a rough day for the old Chapman. <laughs> um, but if you have a prospect you want to throw out there or a situation or something like that, I want to talk through that. If you're on YouTube, again, I'm going to try to get to as many questions on there as possible. But, again, Hot Mike is the best way. It just comes through faster, cleaner, and we can process through that. Now, first question right here from Matthew Flores. He asked, Brian Edwards, who is this guy? Um, well, one – Brian Edwards is a wide receiver out of South Carolina, six foot three, and he's important for several reasons. One, he's already on the 49ers radar. Um, the reason why he's on the 49ers radar is because we drafted his teammate last year and coached his teammate in the senior bowl, and that's Debo Samuel. Uh, guess what? Brian Edwards started every single game last year when Debo was there. Guess what? Brian Edwards has started every single game for the South Carolina Gamecocks since his freshman year. So he's a four-year starter. Uh, production through the roofs, uh, 234 catches. Uh, you look at his numbers in SEC history, they're pretty spectacular. We talked a little bit about him last, uh, yesterday. Um, third in SEC history in receptions. He's fourth in yards. Um, averages 13 yards per reception. Now, the thing that makes Brian Edwards so interesting is he's a bigger-bodied guy, but he's used kind of like a scat back. 
Um, so, so that's kind of the issue with him. But the problem is he broke his foot right before the combine, so we didn't get any athletic profile information, 40, vertical, short shuttle, which is most important for um, you know Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. But he is a guy that he just he passes the eye test big time. Um, you're thinking Jordan Reed as a wide receiver is the comp that I gave him. He's a big-bodied guy, but very, very shifty and jukey. Um, so you take that for what you want. Uh, I really do like Brian Edwards. I don't think that he is going to go early in this draft just because of the depth. And this is probably the worst year ever to have medical issues. Um, I have him as my number 79 overall player. Um, so you're talking, you know, early third, but I, I think he could fall even further than that. Jay Bird on Hot Mike. John, uh, you plan on being on tomorrow as well. Um, what's your start time for draft day? Yes, uh, my goal is to be on draft days long, as you know. Um, my goal is to go live about 20 minutes before the event starts. Um, that's kind of what I want to do because it gets quiet and I want to set the stage to the 49. And again, if you're going to join us for draft day, I really hope so. If you've ever listened to this podcast in any format, whether traditional platform or whatever, here's the deal. This is my dream <laughs> was to cover the draft. Uh, that's what I got started doing. That's what I want to do. So if you value my opinion or anything or whatever, you're joining us on Thursday. That's all there is to it. You got your TV on. You put it on ABC, ABC, ESPN, NFL Network, wherever. Doesn't matter. And if you are away um, and you can't watch it, guess what? Put on the Hot Mic app. Put a freaking ear pod in your ear or whatever and just listen to us. We're going to be going 49er-centric podcast for the entire duration. It's going to be five hours of coverage. Um, I've already working with the wife. She's on board, and she is uh, planning snacks and drinks and being able to help me out. We're going to try our hardest to go through almost all the commercial breaks. We'll take a couple breaks just for bathroom and stuff like that, but it, it this is y'all's broadcast, and we're going to be answering questions and going through the draft completely on the Hot Mic app again. Um, if you haven't downloaded it yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Uh, make sure you use the promo code RUSHESF, and we're giving away an autographed Jimmy Garoppolo jersey in the first 10 picks. So even if you just want a shot at the jersey, all you have to do, download the app with that promo code and follow me on um, the app. Just click Broadcaster, scroll down to John Chapman and Del DeMont, click follow. That's it. That's it. You can win the jersey just like that. Um, so hopefully Jay will have something tomorrow. Um, Khalil on Hot Mike. What's up, John? Your thoughts on Marlon Davidson and Damon Arnett. So let me start off by take, talking about Damon Arnett, okay? Because I think that he is a perfect guy whenever you're talking about what the 49ers could do. Um, he fits perfectly with who they are. Now, here's the issue. He's very smooth, he's very clean, and he's very polished. He started opposite of, uh, you know, you're talking Akuda, who's the consensus kind of number one cornerback. And whenever you look at Damon Arnett, he's just clean. Um, he doesn't do, he, he's a queen of all trades, if that makes sense. He does everything well. He's not bad at anything. Now, um, his tape is a lot of fun, but again, he, he kind of stayed on the defensive right side which is interesting. You know, if you're looking for somebody to start opposite Sherman or something like that, he would be a starter. Uh, he could go as early as the back half of the first round, probably going to go in the second round, however. Three-year starter, 22 pass defense, five interceptions in his time there. Um, and he's great against the deep ball. That's kind of his thing. He allowed, he only allowed two receptions 
um, in 2019 of balls that traveled more than 20 yards in the air. So just no issues whatsoever. You know, I wrote down duck uh, because he's just so calm and smooth up top and his feet are super, super quick. So I like Damon Arnett. Um, you know, I, I hate to the the comp that I used for him was Garyon Conley, but without any red flags. I hate to compare players to other players from their own school, but it just kind of fit with him. So that's why I kind of went with that. Uh, it just kind of makes sense. Now, whenever we're talking about the other big boy, you know, we're talking about defensive interior Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. He's weird as hell. You know, six foot three, three oh three. So he's shorter than you want for an interior defensive lineman, and he's got about the right weight. But whenever you watch him play at Auburn, he played four years. Four-year starter at Auburn, very, very productive. He was a stand-up edge player at 300 pounds. Um, I don't think that he's going to be asked to do that in the NFL. Uh, I really, really don't. But he he's he's just an anomaly. <laughs> uh, if, if he was 6'3", 240, or 250, he would be an edge player. But he's not going to play edge in the NFL. Um, he's kind of a... He looks like Elvis Doomerville, but he, he plays like he's got a lot more shake. Um, he's a guy that's just super competitive, super productive. Again, four-year starter. Back, I like that You know, we're talking about people that have played a lot at the college level and at the highest level. You know, Brian Edwards, four-year starter in the SEC. Marlon Davidson, four-year starter in the SEC. 28 tackles for loss, 14 and a half sacks. He's a guy that just gets it done. Three forced fumbles. Uh, he's all over the place. So I, he doesn't have the bend, but if you're looking for a pass rushing guy from the interior, you're assuming he can do that. You didn't see him do it a lot. Um, so so that's kind of an issue there because you want to draft people into situations that they're going to flourish. You don't want the Solomon Thomas fiasco again where you have a player that played so well from the interior, then you waste his first two years by playing him in a position he never played, and then then you try to move him back. You ruined him. You ruined him. And so you don't want to do that. And the athletic profile between Solomon Thomas and Marlon Davidson, they are very, very similar. So if you want to move this guy around, I would say it'd be a wasted pick. He needs to be a three technique, five te technique at worst. Um, and I think that he could fit in. Again, another guy, and you're going to hear this a lot. You know, you look at my board, which if, if you guys got that, I really do appreciate the support. You look at my board, I've got, shoot, um, 23 to 69 on my big board are all second-round grades, all of them. So you're talking 36 <laughs> second-round grades, the most I've ever given. So whenever I'm talking about draft uh, positioning with a lot of these players, late second, early third, copy and paste, there's so much value there. And now, you know, let's transition a little bit to where the 49ers are picking. I would put it at less than a 5% chance that the 49ers will stay at 13 and stay at 31. John Lynch, he gave this quote whenever he was in the press conference. And he said, you know, we, we have graded, me and Kyle, John Lynch and Kyle, I don't talk to Kyle, he doesn't talk to me. I would talk to Kyle. That's that's his fault. Um, but anyway, um, there are six foundational or difference makers players, that's how he phrased it, that they would like at 13. And if they are gone, then it's time to trade down. So what I want to do now is let, let's talk who I think the six players are, uh, my opinion. And then if they're not there, who are some trade partners that you could target, uh, teams, and what would the compensation look like? Okay, so um, here's my list of six players that I think are there. Now, first off, 
Let's just go through my board first off because I think this will help us answer it, okay? Chase Young, he's on that list, guaranteed. He's my number one player overall, and I think he fits exactly. He's on the list, but not a possibility. Joe Burrow, guess what? He's not on the list. Don't need a quarterback. We are set at quarterback. Tua, set at quarterback. Again, he's not one of the six. Isaiah Simmons, 1,000%. <laughs> he is on the list. He would start in and start, uh, start strong safety day one. We already have heard rumors. They are just rumors. Uh, John Lynch did not confirm any of these that Chikwaski Tar is uh, up you know, for trade. But again, that has not been mentioned or validated by any of the coaching staff or GM. But Isaiah Simmons would slide in that safe, strong safety spot like that and... <laughs> That would be scary. It would be really, really scary. You know, one of the concerns for this defense, or at least this is my own personal concern, the safety position does not generate turnovers for the 49ers, uh, has not in two straight years, and that is problematic. Do the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL? Yes, uh, you can make the argument top two, but you could not put them outside the top two with New England last year. Um and again, you've lost to Forrest Buckner now, so that that's a, that's a negative. Sheldon Day being lost, I don't think that's a negative. I think he was. Uh, I call him. I call him Jags. You know, a coachy term. J A G. Just a guy. I like Sheldon uh, Day, but he graded out very poorly repeatedly. He just was always healthy. So Isaiah Simmons and Chase Young. I think that's two. Next, next up, let's just stick to defense for now. I think Jeff Okuda, the corner there, that's a premium position and a top tier player. I think he fits that. Um, as well. Then I have Derek Brown, and this is where people start to disagree with me. I don't care. These are my rankings. I'm allowed to rank them the way I want to. <laughs> you can cuss out my grandma all you want to on Twitter. It doesn't matter. I like Derek Brown. Um, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Again, he plays the exact same technique and position of DeForest Buckner. He would step in and start day one. Um, you know, I think that there is a lot of young depth that could play there, but I'm telling you right now, Derek Brown would be a top five run-stuffing tackle, and people always talk about how he doesn't have pass rushing upside. Well, guess what? He has more sacks than Javon Kinlaw. So in a tougher conference, or they're in the same conference, never mind. Uh, sorry about that. But again, you can love... Nobody likes Javon Kinlaw and Derek Brown, first off. I do, personally, but I have uh, Derek Brown 7. I have Javon Kinlaw 16 on my big board. I would be happy with both those players at 13, personally. I think that they're both fit um, a very important position. You look at what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done all three drafts. Their first pick has been on the offense or defensive line. I strongly think that will continue. Um, but anyway, I like Derek Brown. I think he fits that mold. Then I'm moving into offense. I only have one wide receiver, just one, and that's Jerry Judy. Um, I love C.D. Lamb. If if I was starting a franchise, I would prefer C.D. Lamb to Jerry Judy, but I'm not Kyle Shanahan, and I don't value separation as much as Kyle Shanahan does. Jerry Judy just screams perfect fit in this offense from the start. He really, really does. Uh, I could be wrong here. But I do think that the only wide receiver that they would take, I understand rugs, I understand the speed, I understand all those things. Jerry Judy just makes so much sense here. And the last one, and this is probably the biggest shakeup that I got the most uh, flack on, Andrew Thomas, guard, uh, sorry, offensive tackle uh, from Georgia. He is a guy, I think that he could go even earlier than 13. I think he is a guy that could go top seven. But if he is available... I, I do think that it's just an absolute perfect fit. 
You know, there's so many good offensive linemen in this draft that you could really trade back and still get a stud. But whenever I watch Andrew Thomas, his film at Georgia is awesome. And you look at the teams that they've been able to put up in Georgia for the past three years while he's started. Um, it's pretty scary. <laughs> he's got a 91.1 zone grade, an 89% pass grade, and a 91.3 run grade from Pro Football Focus. The guy is the meanest run blocker in the class, quick and powerful, dominant run blocker. You know, whenever I'm doing notes and I'm watching film, you know, I'm, I've, I've got my film up and I've got Microsoft Word with my notes like in a tiny little sliver on the side. And I'm just I'm not even looking. I'm just scribbling down whatever. I'm watching film and I'm just I type in what I see. Wow. Power run. Power run. Blows defender off the ball. Okay, well, he's playing against somebody bad. Let's stop this tape. Let's go watch him against somebody else. He's in the SEC, right? So then I go to LSU. Let's see how he does against Kayla Von Chasen. What's he do? Pancakes him three times in the game in pass protection. <laughs> the guy plays his best against the best. And it just, if you want length, he has 36 arms. 36 He's in the 97th percentile for offensive tackles. He basically ties Mike McGlinchey. He's only 6'5", but he has Mike McGlinchey arms. Um, again, longer wingspan. I use this as a reference all the time. Then LeBron James. <laughs> he fits perfectly. Uh, my player comp is Deprikashaw Ferguson, who started for a decade at left tackle. And at 6'5", 315, guess what? He could play guard year one. Um, I think he's just one of those foundational pieces. And I, I think he's just one of those guys that could fit. Uh, really, really do. Now, Eduardo on Hot Mike, let's get into some trade talk. Here we go. What would it cost to move up somewhere between third and fifth overall without giving up the 13th pick? Okay, this is fun. I love this. Great question here. So let's go to the old Jimmy Johnson trade chart. So let's say you want to trade up for Isaiah Simmons or who knows, maybe Chase Young falls to number three because it goes quarterback, quarterback, right? Something like that. Now, if you want to move up... Uh, here, the Jimmy Johnson trade chart works, first off, unless you're trading for a quarterback or something like that. Sometimes you have to pay a premium, but usually outside of the top five, Jimmy Johnson trade chart, it still works wonders. You can go back through and process all the old trades. If you're outside of the top five, the system works. So the 49ers, just on draft capital alone, they are 15th in the NFL as far as just total value of their draft capital. Uh, compared to the rest of the NFL, which is great whenever you just got out of the Super Bowl and you're one of the two best teams in the NFL and you get 15th most draft capital. Now, a lot of that's because you lost to Forrest Buckner, but that's where it is. So, I know I know you said, Edward, uh, don't give up the 13th pick, but let's just talk for a second about what the 49ers have, okay? Pick 13 is worth 1150 and pick 31 is worth 600 so just to put this into perspective, if you combine both of those picks, that's going to come out to 1750, which is worth exactly in between the fourth and fifth pick. It's not enough to get up to the fourth spot, which David Gettleman doesn't trade in the first round. He never has. Um, but the fifth spot, that is a real likely position for somebody to trade into because I think Miami's going to jump up with Washington, Detroit. Uh, to try to get Tua. I, I don't believe the rumors. Tua is going to be the second quarterback taken. Uh, I could be wrong about Herbert, but I think it just fits. Tua is closer to Burrow than he is to Herbert. So uh, if the 49ers wanted to trade up from 13 or stay away from 13, as you said, man, you're going to have to offer 
basically three first-round picks. You'd have to give up number 31. You'd have to give up a 2021 first, a 2022 first, and a dominant player or a decent player, something like Quan Alexander or something. It's going to have to have a team with flexible cap spending to take that contract. Um, I just don't think that's in the cards. I really, really don't. Uh, if you want to get up that high, you're going to have to give up 13. Now, let's talk about a couple questions. Um, if somebody did, let's say we get to 13, okay, back to those six players, and whether you agree with me on the six or you want somebody else on the six picks, doesn't matter. The 49ers get on the clock at 13, and the six players that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan had, they're gone, okay? They're not there. They want to trade back. Who are the teams that they can trade back with? And what are what is some of that draft capital, okay? That's what I want to look at real quick. So if you just want to fall back a, a real small number, uh, you don't have to look far, okay? The Denver Broncos are one of the teams that have been, they, they're foaming at the mouth to get a wide receiver. So let's say Henry Ruggs falls to 13. The 49ers do not recognize him as a game-changing foundational player. Not saying they do, not saying they don't. I personally don't think they do. I love Ruggs, but whatever. But the Denver Broncos do. Broncos want to move from 15 to 13, okay? The difference in that is just 100 points. It's not that much. But it is in the first round, so it's going to have to cost a little bit. So just to fall back two picks, you can pick up one of their third rounders. They have three. But as far as the trade value goes, you probably have to take their last one, pick number 95 at the end of the third round. It's worth 120 points. So, you know, you package those together, the 49ers are getting an extra 20 points out of the deal. But it just shows you. You fall back two picks in the first round, you get an extra third. Now, we drop way down, okay? Let's drop down to pick number 21, the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, another team that is dying to get their hands on one of these running backs. Now, this is a fun one. Um, and the guy I'm doing the broadcast with during draft night, at host Chuck B, he's an Eagles guy. Uh, he's gone to the draft with me seven years in a row. Uh, you know, one of my best friends, just a great guy. He's a lot funnier than me, which you have to be funny whenever you root for the Eagles uh, just because he's been through a lot. Anyway. He wants to trade up, you know, into that. He wants to get uh, C.D. Lamb. That's who he wants the Philadelphia Eagles to get. So let, let's work this trade out. And he sent this to me. You know, we were talking, and he does a lot of Eagles stuff. And so he, he sent it to me. Do you accept this trade? The Eagles pick number 21, and that pick is worth 800 points. Again, 13th pick for the 49ers, 1150, just as a reference point. Now the Eagles' second-round pick, 53, is worth 370. You add those together, you get 1170, 49ers pick 1150. It almost fits perfectly. But I think they would have to throw something else in there. Probably like a 2021 third. I, I really do. Um think it's going to cost just a little bit extra because falling from 13 to 21, you're kind of getting out of that premium pick conversation. And for the 49ers, if those six premium guys that they have labeled are gone, but Philly has one guy left, like CD Lamb or whomever, it doesn't matter. They like cornerbacks too, so if a corner falls or something like that, right? Uh, I'm talking about the Eagles here. So to jump up, so to fall back two spots to Denver, you pick up a late third. To fall back eight spots to Philly, you pick up a second, a middle second, pick 53. That's a premium, premium pick. You are going to, if you're one of the people that's like wide receiver, wide receiver, you could still get a stud wide receiver. Somebody like LaVisca Chenault. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just going off the top of my head here, but you know, somebody like a Colin Johnson, big six foot six guy out of Texas, uh, Michael Pittman, I think would be gone by that point. But one of those wide receivers like Jalen Rager, uh, he's somebody good, somebody great is going to be there at wide receiver. Uh, you know, again, just looking through my big board, uh, Brandon Ayuk, LaVisca Chenault, Isaiah Hodgkins, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, those are the type of guys that are going to be there. I think T. Higgins, to be honest with you, I think T. Higgins is going to fall out of the top 50. I could be wrong. just takes one team to fall in love with them, but um, somebody is going to be there that is going to be special at 53. So, again, just to recap, fall back two spaces to 15, you get a third. You fall back, shoot, eight spots. You get a middle second and a third next year. Now, here's the big trade. And I put this out there on Twitter, and y'all did not like it. <laughs> the New England Patriots, they pick number 23. So you're falling back a full 10 spots. Now, the New England Patriots, they just got even more draft capital. You know, they, they have 12 picks, and they got, you know, in the, the Gronk trade, they gave up Gronk in a seventh and got a fourth. So <laughs> they have all the draft capital in the world, but they do not have a second rounder. Okay, They have three-thirds. They have two-fourths. They have four-sixths. They've got everything, but they don't have a second rounder. But let's just say Jordan Love falls. One of the quarterbacks fall, and the New England Patriots want to jump up. Okay, This is where it gets fun. Now, the 49ers and the Patriots have traded several times player-for-player player trades, draft pick-for-player trades, draft pick-for-draft pick trades. They're a front office team that just like to work together. And, and again, another reason why I use the teams that we talked about, the Patriots and the Eagles trade as much as anybody. You could put um, the Seattle Seahawks as well, but we have done a first-round trade with the Seattle Seahawks before, uh, just so you know. That's how we got wonderful Reuben Foster. But um, the Seattle Seahawks and John Snyder, their GM, he actually has the most first-round trades um, since he's joined the league. He even beats Belichick, but whatever. The teams that like to trade, 49ers, they're on the list, Eagles, uh, Patriots, and, of course, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. So it, that's there's a big reason why I'm using the teams that we have here. Now let's 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 make a deal happen between the Patriots and the 49ers. They're going to have to dip into 2021 draft capital. And it kind of works number-wise. So again, 13th pick for the 49ers, that's 1150, okay? If they drop back 10 spots, that's worth 760. So you can kind of see it's a little more than half. They would have to offer up probably the 23rd pick, their first rounder. They'd probably have to throw in a fourth rounder, 117. It's worth 60 points. And a 2021 first. Now, here's the thing with the 2021 first. And the 49ers know this, and we've experienced this. What do you think the future of New England looks like without a quarterback? <laughs> without all those things. They're young as heck. Even if they take Jordan Love here, do you think that the Patriots are going to be a 10-6 and six team, a 12-4 and four team? Or are they going to be – what are they going to be? Are they going to make the playoffs? I don't know. That defense is still great. The coaching staff is still great. You kind of have to play with it. I think they're going to be around 500 personally. If that's the case, you're talking about getting the 23rd pick this year, a fourth rounder this year, and a top 15 pick next year, back-to-back -back years with two first-round picks. I love that personally. Um, you know, the question was asked, and I, I love this. It got me a little excited, no lie. 
They asked John Lynch, are you trying to win now or are you trying to build sustained success? And he said, there's no reason why you can't do both. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, trading back, if the six players you have listed as, you know, the top guys and they're gone, why not pick up some more draft capital for the first round next year? Now, next year currently, I don't think it's going to stay this way. The 49ers have all their picks. We haven't seen that with this front office yet. You know, gave up a second round for Jimmy in a future draft. Gave up a second round for D Ford in a future draft. Gave up a third and a fourth round for um, Emmanuel Sanders in the future draft. That's why we're so devoid is we, we spent that draft capital, and all three of those trades worked magically. You do not make it to the Super Bowl without Emmanuel Sanders. Did we let him go? Yes, that hurts. But right now we're about to get a fourth-round comp pick back currently uh, as long as he doesn't get injured. So uh, a couple things there. Now, real quick, man, I said I was going to do a fast podcast. I, I knew this wasn't going to happen. This is what this is what we do. This is what we do. We get off task, and we talk fun stuff. Hopefully you're enjoying today. Uh, I don't have notes either, which is great. Uh, but one thing I do have to talk about is the perfect package, baby. Um, Jerry Judy. Uh, smooth, clean, amazing. And do you know what the Jerry Judy of ball trimmers is? That's right. Our friends over, you you love this. You guys love this. Manscaped.com, love these guys. Uh, the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. There's, <clears throat> excuse me. There's nothing better than finding a diamond in the rough in the fifth round. A George Kittle, a Dre Greenlaw, if you will. Well, guess what? The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 will help you find that in yourself because that's where we're all looking. Um, I, I use the product. I love the product. Everything that they do is amazing, and here's the deal. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof. You can do it in the shower. No cleanup. Cordless body trimmer and a ton of other stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, you use deodorant all the time on your armpits. Why not use it on the smelliest part of your body from up underneath? Head over to manscaped.com, get 20% off, free shipping with the code RUSHESF, the same code for Hot Mic Gap, R-U-S-H-E-S-F, get 20% off and free shipping. Head over there, get that done, manscaped.com. Appreciate their support. Um, they, they, like, they, they support the podcast. I love it. So here we go. A couple other questions as we move through this uh, from Philip. Uh, Philip, I know we have a lot of receivers coming back next year. But what is your opinion on taking the one receiver, um, get two starters since this draft is so good? Yeah, so John Lynch said the same thing, Philip. He said the same thing. He said, he literally, and these are the order that he listed the wide receivers. He said, he called them redshirt players. You know, I really like our redshirt players. Jalen Hurd. He said, then he said uh, Dante Pettis. And then he said, uh, what's it called? Trent Taylor. So those are the three wide receivers by name he mentioned and the order he mentioned them in. You're getting all those guys back. Now, Pettis, potential's there, got some issues, got put in the doghouse, whatever. Trent Taylor was the best wide receiver all through training camp last year. Jalen Hurd, sky's the limit with that kid. Back issue, that's scary. But John Lynch said, you know, if you can get one of those game changers, that's huge, but this draft is interesting. And what he said on the Rich Eisen show, um, he said, we've looked at 25 wide receivers being gone in this draft, and we still have guys we like after the 25th wide receiver is gone. Um, and I'm with them. You know, I mean, there's just so many wide receivers. You go down the list, 
you're going to get what you want. If you want that shifty guy, you want the big, tall, uh, wide receiver threat, you want a great run blocker, you want the guy to run jet sweeps, you have all those. You have them. And, yeah, there's guys at the top, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Denzel Mims, uh, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, that are your explosive playmakers. But you can wait in this draft. And if you look at the trajectory of first-round wide receivers versus second-round wide receivers the last seven years of the draft, it's not a competition you want to look at. The second-round wide receivers have dominated over their counterpart. Now, the 2014 draft is a little bit different with you know Odell, Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, all those guys. But there were still great second-round wide receivers in that draft as well. So it depends. If you see Jerry Judy as a generational talent, and again, he'll be the best route runner in the NFL day one, then I think you take him at 13. But if you don't see that, then I think you go O-line, D-line, um, I, I think, or cornerback if that's there. It's a premium position. It's valued more than wide receiver, and the bust rate is much higher. So, oh, Juan249, what's up? Juan, if you guys don't know, um, Juan is the freaking man. He runs our Instagram page. Um, he's responsible for a lot of the cut-ups. Uh, he is the freaking man. So uh, glad that you uh, made the live broadcast this time. Uh, he works nights a lot of times, and he gets that stuff done in the background. I also got to give another shout-out to uh, Austin. Uh, for those of you that watch the live shows, Austin will jump in about once every fifth show, and just uh, he's a troll, right? He spent the last two hours online with me uh, filtering through all of the technological stuff and all that stuff. He's a really good friend. He just uh, he, he, does, he didn't get a lot of hugs as a kid, and he was a military guy, and so uh, he shows a lot of hate. But uh, love Austin, and I got to just tip my hat to him. Would not be recording right now if he didn't step in and help us out. Um, now, here we go. Let's keep going. Um, let's see here. I love this question right here. Um, Jaybird. Cleveland is realistic. I'm telling you right now, the offensive tackle class is deep. The 49ers are continuing to change the way the NFL works with this zone running game. I know Daddy Shanahan kind of started it, whatever else. But guess what? If you want a true zone offensive tackle, you have your pick of the litter. Ezra Cleveland, and uh, spoiler alert here, he's going in the first round. Uh, I have him, you know, I submitted my media mock draft, my final ones for whatever, all the competitions or whatever. And I got Ezra Cleveland going in the first round, not to the 49ers, but, um, I'll, I'll talk about that tomorrow if I'm able to get a podcast up, but, um, I'll save that one for you guys tomorrow. Anyway, Damien, um, let's see here. Oh, sorry. I don't want to skip, uh, anybody real quick. Um, if we did trade back to 15, this is Wes. Who would be a great option for us? Again, I think the strength is going to be offensive tackles in that spot. Um, I think some people you could look at, um, you, you know, I, I think one of the four are going to fall. Tristan Wirfs. I don't think Mekhi Becton will fall, but Tristan Wirfs, Jedrick Wills, Andrew Thomas, Joshua Jones. I think those are kind of the targets. If CJ Henderson, the corner falls to 15, that would be huge. Uh, Khalil, could Justin Jefferson be a wide receiver uh, we target if we trade out at 13? Yeah, um, I like him. He's clean. I don't want to take him, though, um, Justin Jefferson. And here's why I say that. His ceiling is not that high. Um, he's kind of a maxed out player. He's a guaranteed double. So if you're scared of the wide receiver busting, if you're scared, if you still have A.J. Jenkins nightmares, I'm sorry for bringing up his name. Uh, that's on me. I should, I'll, I'll take a drink. Fair. 
RIP, AJ. Um, anyway, here's the issue. If you're scared of a bust uh, with wide receiver, then you draft Justin Jefferson. He won't bust. He won't. Worst case, you're getting a better, better Kendrick Bourne. And I, I don't mean that as a slight to Kendrick Bourne or to Justin Jefferson. I just think that he has a lower ceiling, Justin Jefferson. I think he's a double. So if you're just looking for a, a starter that's going to be there for a long time, that's great. That's that's who you go with. Me personally, <laughs> I'm a swing for the fences guy. Um, so I, I think that there are probably 10 wide receivers that will be drafted after Justin Jefferson that have a much higher ceiling that can do things that Justin Jefferson cannot do. That's just my own personal opinion. Again, I, I love Justin. He's I have a first round grade on him. I have a, him number twenty two overall. If the 49ers got him, I'd be happy with that. But uh, personally, I would rather wait um, and spend that pick on something else and get a wide receiver similar later on. I prefer Brian Edwards in the third than Justin Jefferson in the first. If that makes sense. Uh, so hopefully that answers your question. Um, if you wanted just a solid B draft, then yes, Justin Jefferson would be great. Damian. Uh, Miami's loaded with picks. Uh, our points to trade 31 for my... Oh, he's done the math. I freaking love it. Um, I, I absolutely love this. Uh, would both teams make this trade? So here's what he wants to do. Okay, Miami's loaded with picks, so they want to unload those picks. Okay? So from pick 31, the 49ers have that. It's 600 points. As He, he did the math for me. Thank you. Uh, if you want producer credit, uh, Damian, please email me after the show. <laughs> I, need, I need some more help. Uh, anyway, uh, the idea is this. Miami gives up number 56, number 70, and that um, to jump up. Man, you know, let me look at the chart here because, you know, if you look at 56, you're getting a late second and then an kind of a, a early third. That's kind of nice. And again, if again you look at my big board, you know, 56 and 70, guess what? 70 is my first pick that is not a second round uh player. Now, if just looking at just the numbers that I have at 56, I have Cole Komet, who's the number 2 tight end for me, right behind Adam Troutman at uh 55. So, just the type of I'm not saying take this player if you did this trade. I'm just letting you know the type of player that's going to be available there. And at 70 is Terrell Lewis, um, edge player from Alabama. So you're getting edge depth and you're getting one of the top tight ends. Is that worth moving back from 31? You know, which if I'm looking at mine, I have Robert Hunt, who I have as a starting offensive guard, and I, there's only three in this draft. He would be one of those. Um, I like that. I do think Miami's going to be moving around a lot. And I think if that situation did provide itself, then, yeah, I like it. I, I really, really do like it. I feel bad, guys. I want to keep going. But uh, being in a California apartment, my wife has reserved this space um, at 730. And so I have to <laughs> – I got to end the broadcast, unfortunately. But this is fun. 41 minutes. I like it. I told my wife I was going to do 25 to 30 minutes, but uh, she will get mad at me. That is what the alcohol is for. I heart you guys. Love you guys. This is a lot of fun. Um, I know I'm going crazy today, but I've been working on stuff for way too long. You got way too frustrated. So I'm glad that we were able to get this out. Again, I'll, I'll have something up tomorrow for sure for you guys. Just my last tidbits before the draft. And again, go download Hot Mic app, Rush ESF promo code. It is the best way to support the podcast. It is the best way to enjoy the draft on draft day. Uh, we're going to be with you guys all during the first day. So please join us then. And until next time, love you guys. Stay strong, faithful.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.